This episode of Buckle Up and Chill is once again brought to you by Cold Shooter Photography. DM him on Instagram for holiday and business or any other photo shoots you can think of at coldshooter underscore photos. And while you're at it, follow us on IG and Twitter at Buck and Chill. My friends around town are big Michigan fans. Everyone say they're, gonna, they're not going to lose to Nebraska, guys. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode. Buckle up and chill. Hope you enjoy that shit. No. You can't believe it's all like that. Fucking pass it over then, dude. I've been waiting all day for that podcast. Mr. I remember every name. I want you to remember this name. Antonio Reed, number 25 on Nebraska. Seven tackles, three for loss, two forced fumbles, one interception. What more can you say about that guy? Do you guarantee a Michigan State win? Breaks my heart. Breaks every Spartan fan's heart, I'm sure. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, Reed had a great game. I mean, basically everyone from Nebraska, defensively, had a really good game. Same for Michigan State. Defensively, had a really great game. But guess what? They lost the game. I was dead-ass wrong. I'm going to take my medicine straight down the throat. You want to shove my ass? Go ahead. I fucking deserve it. I was uh, way into the hardcore hot take. It wasn't a hot take, though, damn it. If you can't go in to Nebraska, I know, windy, uh, snowy. Nebraska is always a tough place to play, guys. They have a homegrown fan base, I'm telling you. No matter what their record is every single year, no matter who the coach is, no matter who's on the team, it's a tough place to go and play. Especially that, that time of year. And that, Especially, yeah. I know. I was pissed that we got Nebraska late in the year. And we go in, and we laid an egg. Two field goals. Coughlin banked one off the freaking bottom upright. And we lost the game, and it, it breaks my heart. And we had a chance for a really nice bowl game at 8-4 and because guys are not going to lose to Rutgers. If that happens, then I'm seriously quitting this. <laughs> like, I question that. Again, I don't know. I'm just kidding. No. Trolling there. But that ends up being Frost's best win after. By a mile. I mean, I told you that they were coming on last five games. They've looked like a different team than in the beginning half of the season. And that goes back to my earlier point was saying, I don't want to play a, like a team like Nebraska at the end of the season. Because when you play them at the beginning, a new regime, new coach, new system, they're kind of, you know, out of sorts at the beginning. Oh, Week Michigan, 11, they kind of got it at that point. Yeah. Well, Michigan's run goddamn just about anyone in the Big Ten out of the water. Besides... Maybe them Buckeyes, but we'll see about that. I just I, let me hand Lombardi for a second. So I said on uh, last podcast that I said just give Lombardi a full game. I think he'll be better than 
Lewerke. Lombardi got his full game, guys. And he had a nice game against Purdue, and everyone was up on their high horses. Guys, he looked terrible. 15 for 41. He looked terrible. I know. I'm not even looking at the stats. That's a lot. A lot of those incompletions are not on him. He just did not look very good. And I think a lot of it has to do with the lack of blocking up front. I mean, that's pretty easy to say, but it's true for this team. They have a lot of issues. D'Antonio and his staff has a lot of issues. And they got a lot to think about this offseason, I'll tell you. They have a ton to think about. I think they got some staff to get rid of, especially starting... I just think that they absolutely need to get rid of that offensive you, coordinator. You have to, though. I agree with you, but they won't. No, they won't. They won't. It won't happen. D'Antonio's freaking so loyal to these idiots. It doesn't matter. Well, I think as the athletic director, you got to step in and say, get rid of these guys. You want a job, D'Antonio? Get rid of some of your friends. Dude, the athletic director does not have that kind of pull. He does not get to dictate who Mark is going to fire and hire. Never. That is all on Mark. Uh, the athletic guard steps in on things like uh, player safety and players uh, having sexual misconduct with students on campus. Are you sure? No, obviously he can fire the head coach. He can fire that coach, but that's where he really steps in. They are not going to get rid of D'Antonio. He's the best coach they've ever had in how long of a I'm history? I'm not saying get rid of him. Get rid of some of his guys. Okay, so you're saying, though, the athletic director is going to tell D'Antonio you need to fire this coach. The athletic director, Bill fucking Beekman, is not a football expert. He's not going to say Mark Staten isn't a very good offensive line coach. Dave Warren doesn't call plays right. He doesn't even know about that. All right, well, then He's suffer. a businessman. Then suffer for a few years and, and get we're P.J. Going, Fleck. And ex- that's what's going to happen, okay. exactly. And then I'm totally in with that. Oh, things will change. Guys, I'm telling you, we'll call it. Hopefully we have this podcast like two years from now because that's probably when it would happen. But, yes, P.J. Fleck, we need a young guy, man. We need someone young. D'Antonio has done a fantastic job in his 12 years. There's no oh, denying he's that. he's brought the program out of the grave. Yeah, literally, and, and to the top a couple times. Not national championship top, you know what I'm saying. But you know what? People get old. The game evolves. 12 years is a long time. I love D'Antonio, but I'm ready for PJ. Michigan State football team, no coaching decisions will go without D'Antonio's. Without his blessing. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I was saying to him, Tommy, because the AD does not have jurisdiction over D'Antonio and who is coaching. D'Antonio has it. The only jurisdiction he has is if the program is going to shit, which it's not. This is not shit to an athletic director, 6-5. and five. Then he would fire the coach if he had to. Well, it should be shit to D'Antonio, and D'Antonio mm-hmm. should realize it. Absolutely. Himself. Mm-hmm. Fuck the athletic director then. If it really doesn't matter to him, then it should matter to Antonio. It should, and it's ridiculous that it doesn't. It breaks my heart. And it breaks my heart for all you Spartans out there. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair what's going on. This offense is seriously disgusting. I know they lost Felton Davis and they've lost multiple offensive linemen in series, but guys, it's not about the players. It's about this scheme and it's gross and you're going to enjoy the Las Vegas Bowl. That's what we're going to get. Well, speaking of Vegas, I hope that's the last time you doubt them and, and their spreads. You told them that they were idiots, but we have to get on to the U of M Wolverines. Nordine out, but Moody in, and he was six for six. And I'll take that in Columbus, another outdoor game. If you're having kick six field goals in Columbus, you're not going to win the game. I'll tell you that right now. 
If you're having to kick six field goals, you are not. You want to be kicking extra. Well, that's points. eighteen points alone. I'll take. You're it. not going to win the game. That six drives that you're close to getting touchdowns. You're not going to win the game. Field goals lose you games, Sean. Everyone knows that. Field goals lose you games. Six field goals against. But that's that's. What did irrelevant. the field goals do for Nebraska? Dude, that's not the same. Wait, what? Mich- can we just talk about Michigan as the varsity for once? Michigan State. Okay, the but you weren't JV. talking about Michigan right there. You were talking about field goals. Yeah, field, and field goals won sure, the game for Nebraska. That's a different game. That's wind and snow and crazy conditions. That does make a difference whether you want to so, admit it or not. So weather conditions aren't going to be a factor in Columbus, <clears throat> Ohio. Not nearly as bad as it were, but it doesn't matter. How do you know that? You need to get in the end zone. Okay, well, obviously, but I'm just saying a field goal could Quit win us a game. off Moody. He had one great game. Who cares? You need touchdowns to win the damn football game. His only game. Was you a pretty damn, damn good game. You need damn touchdowns when they're obviously, but I didn't even get to that point. All I said is that the motherfucker was six for six, good and for you him. get into that the six Sorry, for six. I, I'm crazy. You, yeah, you really just got into six for six. That that's absolutely what's going to happen this game. I was just giving the motherfucker his cahoots. Was Moody the biggest story of the game, or was it that Michigan needs to uh, like, uh oh, or did Indiana play a good game? Like, what happened here? Indiana played well. Indiana definitely did well. Indiana, for some reason, they're weirdos. They always get up for Michigan. I don't really get it at all. Michigan, you knew Michigan was going to end up handling the business, though. But, yes, I'm sorry about earlier. Moody, yeah, he played good. My whole scheme, my point was field goals, if he's a big factor, you guys are going to have issues because that means you're not getting in the end zone. You can handle that with Indiana. That's not going to happen on the road in Columbus. I think it was obvious to say the way we played uh, going into that game is that we were overlooking them, and we were getting right into the Ohio game. Mm. What about Ohio State? Same thing in Maryland, right? Kind of, but they've looked bad the last few weeks. You guys say they were overlooking the last few games for the Michigan game? (laughs) You're right. Good point, good point. You're right. You're right. I have watched every single game from Ohio State, Michigan. I'm being honest with that. I've watched them full through. Every single one. Even the stupid Rutgers. Maybe I missed the fourth quarter. But, guys, Michigan is way better than Ohio State. Have some expectations this year. Fuck history. Just understand that you are the better team this year. It's not like it was never going to happen. It's not like they'll never be better than Ohio State ever. I don't know like what the absolute are. spread is, but I know they've been... Three and a half. They're favorited for the first time since favorited 2004. By th- I want a double-digit win. 3.5. Double-digit win. you think that's win. a fair spread? That's fair. At Columbus? Yes, yeah, of course. I thought so, too. I think that's the right spread. But I want a double-digit win. I want to make up for the losing streak we have against this team. I... I don't blame you. Will you get a double-digit win? I personally think so, because I think Michigan is just that much better than Ohio State. But I also keep telling Michigan fans on multiple these multiple podcasts that, guys, forget the history. Okay, I'm not a Michigan fan. I know how it is. The history does affect you. And I know if you're a Lions fan, you feel that too. Guys, just if you can sit down there for a minute, close your damn eyes, and realize and look at the rosters and look at the results of the game so far. Michigan is by far the superior football team. Have they been the last 10 years? Not even mm. a, in spitting distance. But they are now. So come into this game confident, man. They're, they're the better team. I am confident. I don't play this whole Michigan State game where I have to be the underdog in order to win. 
I am confident, and I think we are going to go in there as a favorite and beat them by double digits. Mm. You can hear me now, and you can make the next intro about me if that doesn't happen. Well, they win the game, we can't make any intro because that's all that really matters, but a double-digit win. You play the Undertaker theme if we don't win. (laughs) I know. And going to state, you're right. We always make ourselves young dogs. But that's what Michigan State wins on, Sean. you got to get that. And you'll never understand because you're not a state fan, which is fair, and I'll never... Well, it's kind of happened this year. What, what happened in the beginning of the year this year? You're never, your three hardest games are on the road. You'll never win them all. Obviously, we didn't win the one in Notre Dame. But that's preseason, Sean. We know what the teams are okay. now. Wisconsin blows. Penn State is not very good at all. Those games were at Notre Dame home. is good, and you lost. Those games were at home. Who cares? I'm just saying the pre the pre season expectations were the schedules were below be us, and yeah, and of course I think we fed off of that. That was my point. Oh no, good. Yeah, get your gay ass revenge tour. Go ahead. You better hope Winovich is okay. <laughs> I you don't know if hope... he is. I know he went out on a on a fucking cart in that game. Berkeley Edwards looked That's... dead. You guys need Winovich. He's the most important player on that team. I do believe he is a crucial leader to that team. I would and love to have Winovich in the Ohio State team. You're right, Tommy. Thank you from the... He's behind the glass. Sorry, that's uh, Tommy Chilcott, our producer. But, yes, Winovich is not only a key player on the field. He is a locker room guy. He is the, he's the leader of this revenge tour. He's the one who basically set it off. Obviously, he quoted it. He would be an abs- That would be a devastating loss to this I defense. I would love Winovich for the Ohio State. It'd also be an absolute pick me up for this defense. If, like, let's let's fucking rally around this injury of Winovich. Of Winovich. Sean, you can rally around injuries against Indiana. You don't need to. Re- okay, you can, you can rally cry about all your. Ohio you can State. cry about all your injuries on state. Michigan will rally around. Yeah, that's one injury compared to like seven. Big difference. And yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, so stop acting like Winovich is the whole team. Uh, We did it without Gary. We can do it without Winovich. Next man up. No excuses. I don't make excuses like you do. No, I'm not making excuses. Yes, you are. Oh, my God. No. I'm saying Chase Winovich. Yeah, production and field, they'll be lost. Yeah, they can galvanize and uh, make up for that. Just what Tommy said. They need him in the locker room. They need him as a leader. And you know what? Players don't think the same way when this guy is not in pads and not playing that day. They don't get the same thing. They want their brother. They're going to war. This is war. Football's war, whatever you want to freaking call it. It is a freaking war. And that is their fucking general. And they need him. And when he's not in pads and he's not healthy, there won't be the same. It's not the same type of leadership. It's not. It's and when he's like- down, you go out and you pick him up. You go out, pick. I don't give a fuck. You need his tail on the field. Gary was the man who was supposed to do it all at the beginning of the year. And what did you do? What did we do when he was out? We picked him up. Next man up. We don't play this shit. Oh, man's injured. We're going to coddle. Okay, but Rashawn Gary has had the type of impact that Winovich has had. Not even close. Well, time to. It's time to. It's time to. We haven't had to play without Winovich yet. It's time to pick him up. It's time. Guys, I'm sick of your fucking little excuses fuck for you. everyone. Even my team. Don't make excuses for my team. I'm not making We're, no, excuses. No, you are. Dude. No, I don't That's want That's how excuses. football works. Next. That's how it works. How is that making an excuse? You win anyways. Sean, 
No matter what. This isn't the quarterback. Using this isn't the quarterback. And it's the quarterback of the damn defense. No, it's not the quarterback. Top leaders. Damn it. And I'll just wrap up for y'all because this segment, this was heated. I got to call myself them, actually. Um, Michigan, guys, is going to beat Ohio State, and they're going to go to the playoff. By double digits, which Sean's claiming, hell, it doesn't really matter. I, If I'm a Michigan fan, I want them to beat the pulp out of them. I need 31-3 to three or something like that, but... Just I'm saying I want a double-digit win. I'm not making excuses yeah. for any injury that we have, no matter what we have. But you're minimizing the Winovich injury. You're minimizing it. You're not. You're not treating it as crucial. No, as it I'm really saying. Is. I'm saying as a team, rally around it and pick him up. Yeah, that's fine. He's picked Sean, us up the whole fucking year. Good. Pick him up now. Go win a game for him, and then maybe if it's not that bad of an injury, in three, four weeks when we're in the playoffs. He's going to be back, and he can, he can complete this revenge tour. <laughs> Literally, that's what he needs to do. Dude, what I'm saying, I get that. And no, I, you're an excuse I maker. You come, through, you come from an excuse-making program, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're such a dude. It's kind of true, though. I, I, I honestly can't lie about that. I'm just saying that, that, is, a, is, that is the most crucial person on their defense, on their beast defense, which luckily they are beasts. And it, it it's a tough loss. It's a tough loss. I'm just saying, against Indiana, they'd be fine. Against any Big Ten team besides Ohio State, they'd probably be fine, to be completely honest. But you're going into Columbus. Winovich, Chase Winovich has worked his entire career for these three hours. Literally. His senior year, he has a chance to go to the playoff, and he has to do it in Columbus. He's worked that forever, and that does do something to a team. I'm not saying they'll lose to Columbus. I don't know why I keep saying Columbus. They will not lose to Ohio State. But it's a very significant injury. I just thought you were minimizing it. Minimizing it. And that is all. That injury is huge. I'm not trying to minimize it. But that's 16 minutes into it. I can't minimize the Lions talk because we're on a short week. Let's get into it. We win an unexpected game against Carolina at home. What game? What win? Okay, so there's been four wins. What out of these four wins, think about it, did you expect to win any of those four? At Miami, maybe? Yeah, I would probably say that's the only one. That's the only one. You didn't expect to be the pack, pa- Packers. Packers at home, I mean, I guess, but you weren't expecting. You Aaron weren't Rogers expecting to be to in win, Hobble. I know. You weren't expecting Mason Crosby to miss five kicks either. So that one's a weird one. Best kicking defense in the league. By far, guys. Cody Parkey doinked four off the upright. Gano missed an extra point today. And doinked a field goal off the upright under 40 yards, his first one of the season. We have the best kicking defensive coordinator in the league. <laughs> we do. Guys, they suck, though. Don't get excited. They beat the Panthers. They beat all the good teams. They lose all the bad teams. I can't explain it to you. <laughs> I Honestly, I, I would think it's fair that people would probably think we'd be 6-4 and four, and all of our wins be against all of our losses and all of our wins. Be- Absolutely. That's so true. Because you look at Jets and 49ers. Everyone talked about the 49ers like a terrible loss. Guys, remember, they did have Garoppolo. They're terrible now, but they did. it was still a bad loss. Still a bad loss. You had the oh, Jets. Oh, the better quarterback, too. The I don't 49ers. care what Garoppolo Oh, was. by a mile. You're absolutely right. They were the better team overall, 100%. I don't know. I knew it was going to be tough at the beginning, but it's just like, oh, four and six with wins over some of the best teams in the NFL. Two of the best teams in the NFL, my or not Miami, uh, Patriots and Carolina. It makes me sick. 
it makes me sick because all they're going to do is probably finish 7-9, and nine, have the 19th overall pick, and it's going to be another season of, well, this offseason is going to be great. We're definitely going to make the playoffs next year. No, guys, that shit's over for me. I've what does this say that. about our preparation against bad teams? It tells me that you're overlooking teams. That's what it tells me. You have come into the toughest games on your schedule. And do not overlook at Miami. It's not a tough game. The Bears were the week before. They went in there. They were gassed. They were dead. And you just got punked by the Bears as well. Because before, Quinn says he wanted to bring in a coach to win the games that we weren't supposed to win. And now we're winning those games, but we're losing the games that we're not supposed to lose. I literally cannot argue with that. (laughs) Because it's so true. Like, dude. It's like, prepare the same way for every game. Act like it's one of the best teams in the league every time. No. Go practice outside every fucking day. I don't care. Win yeah, every care game. It just is upsetting, you know. Because three and six, you're kind of down and out. But then four and six, like, okay. Well, they have a chance. They got the Bears at home next week. They could be five and six with two wins in the division. Guys, this team is not good. They only win when other teams, whoever they're playing, have a bad day. A la Mason Crosby kissing, missing 17 Not kicks. other teams, other kickers. <laughs> no, other teams. Carolina was terrible today. Miami played one of the worst games. Yeah, if they had a kicker, they would have won. Yeah, whatever, that's true. But they didn't, and that factors into the team. And then the Packers had one of the worst days. The Patriots had the Patriots are seven or seven and three. They also tensely last week. Seven and three guys. Their worst game of the season by a million miles was against the Lions, and that's how it proves me the Lions are just not a good team. They have been the benefit in four wins of teams having bad days. Kind and of. I, I mean, but then the Patriots go and have a horrible day to Tennessee, and then Tennessee gets pounced by Indianapolis today. Pounce. I mean, it's just it's. Just football, I guess. It's the NFL. And I you never it. know what's going to happen week in, week out. It's all different. Up, down theory. We mention that all the so time. So true, dude. Everyone laughs at that. It's so damn true when it comes to football. College and NFL. Not so much as much NFL as it is to college, but guys, the up, down theory is a real thing. It is a real thing. As much as you want to scoff at it and laugh, it's a real thing. What do you get else on the slate, dude? This team makes me depressed. What else we got on the slate? I know they Who's your top it? team? I got, my God, New Orleans, I think, still currently playing absolutely traumatizing. <laughs> Carson Wentz and his family and the whole Philadelphia yeah. Eagles fan base. <laughs> and the Philadelphia Eagles fan base. It's yeah. horrible. The NFL is kind of top-heavy right now. There's a lot of mediocre teams, and there's three or four. Who are the really good teams? Rams, Saints, Chiefs, I got Chargers. Chargers are in there. That was just okay, four. Was say. And then think about after that who's really super good. Panthers Patriots. could have been seven. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Okay, so Pete, so five. Panthers kind of came back down. Pittsburgh came back okay, after so being six. down. I would Damn, say you got on, you're on point, yeah. Pittsburgh, too. So six. Those are the two teams Still that are top always heavy, playing in the AFC Championship. Of course. That just shows. That just goes to show what go- good organizations like Pittsburgh and New England is. Because no, no matter what the terms, Le'Veon being gone for the whole season when he was under contract, Tom Brady being 41 years old, you still figure out the way to not only sneak into the playoffs, but have dominant records and rivaling for home field advantage. 
And it's very impressive. And that's just how you know. Incredible. Good coaching staff. Two coaching Absolutely. staffs that have been around for a while. Tomlin yeah. and Belichick. Continuity is what gets it done. Absolutely. And I am rooting for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I love Pat Mahomes. I love Travis Kelsey. I love Hunt. I love Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins. Oh, eh, but it's time for Reed to get it done. I want him to get one. I he know. He deserves a ring. He's so old, and he's been so successful with nothing, I mean, super wise to show for it. You would have thunk a coach like him would have for sure gotten done by now. He made it to one with uh, Donovan McNabb. Yep. Yeah, long I mean, time ago. Man. Long time ago. I mean, you just, it's time for him to get one. He needs it. He needs it. And I don't think he'll get it this year, though. I still don't think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. If you're telling me there's an AFC championship They'll game. They'll lose to one of those teams that we were just talking about, Patriots Steelers or Steelers. Or, yeah, I think so, too. I completely agree with that. And then I think... Uh, watch out for these Colts, man. Luck is on his own sort yeah. of a revenge tour. They're in, they're in a tough uh they're in a tough spot though because Houston's been rolling. Houston just got a nice little win after a crossbar missed by Dustin Hopkins against Washington on the road today. Houston is the luckiest. They team. started 0 3 too. They've had the team that didn't want to go for the overtime tie. And they fought. I know. And they've Frank just got Wright. so many lucky wins. Now they got the Redskins kicking for a long field goal and hitting the lower crossbar. Hopkins, that killed. And speaking of our picks, if y'all listened to a couple days ago, we always talk about Washington is always the worst team to have with anything, basically. If you have Washington, you lose. And I was right there for a win with Washington Bang off the crossbar. And uh, I'll tell you what, they won't be in any more close spreads with Alex Smith breaking his tibula and fibula. That sucks, man. That's just like a one. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks. That sucks that he's out. So now Dallas with Philly losing A, who's 4 and 6. Dallas is 5 and 5. Redskins are 6 and 4. They have a really realistic shot of winning the division. The Dallas Cowboys, they absolutely do. They're completely healthy. They upgraded with Amari Cooper. Oh, yeah. You got Zeke. I mean, Dak is Dak. He's inconsistent as hell, but they got a good damn good shot, and I never thought they would, and Jason Garrett is fighting for his professional life right now with that job. Nine seasons in, only two playoff appearances. It's oh, yeah. interesting. He's got to be on the hot seat unless... They He's fired it. if he, they don't they don't win the division this year. He's fired because they won't make the wild card. He's fired. He's Promise on the much. hot seat. A lot of coaches on the hot seat. Who else? This on, year. Uh, Dirk Cutter from Tampa, big time on the hot seat. He's gone. I wouldn't be surprised they fired him before the year ended. Uh, who else on the hot Jim seat? Jim Bob Cooter on the hot seat. Yeah, not a head coach, but yeah, yeah. I mean, still. But they won't. Like I said in the last pod, they're not going to change midseason though. They won't. So he's going to be sticking around, but he'll I be gone for won. sure. Well, no, I'm just saying all the. All these coaches that we're talking Tommy, about. Tommy, okay, my man from behind the glass. Tommy, just they can't hope they change. would. I know, and I don't blame you, and they should, but it's like, who are you going to bring in mid-season? I mean, you're 4-6, and six, you're not 1-9. and nine. Like, In the players' locker room and the organization, you're still trying to win. You're, like, you're not giving up for a draft. You're 4-6. and six. You're not. If Patricia was so sweet in the first place with all his posure and everything, maybe he should have brought in his own offensive coordinator yeah, along. everyone said that at first and just didn't happen. No, well, that was all to make Stafford comfortable, and so he didn't have to learn a new offense. And Lombardi's over there. He was terrible at Detroit. He goes over to New Orleans, and they're freaking dominant. Turkey hole. Don't ask me why, but... 
Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. We got lions with a nice win today. You'll see them on Thanksgiving against the Bears. You got John Gruden at 1 and 8, 10 million a year, and he's throwing us through some kind of hole. I don't really know what it is. Turkey hole. Well, another teaser from the Lions uh, today against them Carolina Panthers. A pointless win, in my opinion. But now, just reel some of these idiots back in. I'm not one of them, but we do got to talk about the Thanksgiving Day game. Even if they do come out on top against Chicago, which I don't think they will, they're still so far back. I mean, Chicago is 7-3. and three. So they'd be 7-4, you'd be 5-6. and six. You'd still be 2 out. It's just not plausible. Um, I'm excited. I like that the Lions get to play on Thanksgiving. I think it's cool that us and Dallas are the only constants. I'm sure America doesn't really like that, but I, I, I don't mind it. I don't see them beat Chicago. That looks like a finely tuned machine over there in Soldier Field. I think they finally drop this one, drop them 4-7, and seven, then you'll get the LA Rams come in the next week 4-8, and eight, and then we can all finally get off this emotional roller coaster. It's a standalone game, and it's probably a game that we shouldn't win. And going by this season, that means we'll probably win it. I know. Will they do that two weeks in a row, though? Wins two they weren't supposed to win. Well, it is a home game. You never know. For some reason, Detroit fans love to show up no matter what it is. And uh, Thanksgiving's a huge game. And I think the crowd's going to be there and uh, going crazy. Mitch Trubisky, he's got to have a bad game sometime. Yeah, that's true. Lions fans are so dumb loyal. You can play the game in your backyard and freaking pack that house. I'm a loyal Lions fan, but I'm just a little bit bored now. Well, it's With, more interesting now, at least, that we won against uh, Carolina. Yeah, it makes it a little more interesting. But in the grand scheme of things, all that's going to do is hurt us. I, I don't see how it can be that interesting if you want to look at making the playoffs. I mean, getting the 5-6, and six, would you have a chance in wild card? Maybe. Considering Dallas's division's terrible. Gets the crowd more into it. Yeah, it's better for the players. That does add a little extra hype for Thanksgiving game. But as a fan, I'm not happy about the win. But speaking of uh, tight divisions, or a tight division, ours is not very tight right now. Dallas looks like the gates of heaven just swung open for them with Alex Smith out for the season. And that is the second showdown. Dallas at 5-5. Five and five. Washington 6-4, and Colt McCoy with Mark Sanchez as the backup. Yeah, I was going to say, Mark Sanchez is coming in. I don't, they're, they're not, don't count him out. Mark Sanchez is going to be the savior. Oh, I just had read today that he, they plan to use him as the backup. Because Colt McCoy's had a lot of time in that system. At least at first, he's going to start at the, as the backup. No, and he didn't look bad uh, last week. He kept him in the game. Yeah, I just, Dallas is so lucky. They're they're not even a good football team themselves. And now this division is Alex Smith goes down. We all know what the Giants are. Philadelphia Philly, looked horrible. Philly, gosh, goes and trades for Golden Tate and has looked terrible since then. It's, I didn't even see Golden Tate really be a factor watching them. It's just, I of course the Cowboys, so lucky. The gate just opened up for them. Jason Garrett's on the hottest seat in like the history of the NFL. And he's gotten a gift. Because I thought Washington had the vision 100% with Alex Smith in there. I don't know now. I don't know now. I think it's going to be Dallas. Seriously. As long as they stay healthy. You know, yeah. barring Zeke gets hurt or something, obviously. Crazy about that injury. Came on the same day as the Theismann injury. <laughs> I know. Was... That's so weird. Yeah, that sucks. So you lost now Garoppolo for the season. You lost Smith for the season. 
And those were two teams that looked like they were going to have a fighting chance this season, and whether it's wild card of their division, but it's how it goes. It's a quarterback game. Matt Stafford goes down. We're probably two and fourteen team, if that. Oh yeah, I don't even think that. <laughs> oh well, maybe. I mean, we got the Bills on the schedule. So what's that third game? Who's that again? The night game? No, the night game is New Orleans and Atlanta. And New Orleans. That's gonna be a high-scoring one. Twelve and a half point favorites for yeah. the Saints. Wow, that's nuts. That is such man. It, I know they're at home, but God, they're not playing like Cleveland. Like they're playing Atlanta. That's gonna be a fun one to watch, though. Chilling on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving night. Yes, watching Julio Jones, Tevin Coleman, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Ingram, Kamara. Oh yeah, if you like offense, watch that. Ridley. Game. That'll be the game of the night. Brees and Ryan. At least that's good. That's a nice little capper, though. I think the worst game is by far Bears and Lions, but at least that's relevant to us because Dallas and Washington is a big game for that division. And then you'll have a nice little, a nice little uh, topper at night with Atlanta going there. A lot yeah. of high-powered offenses. Atlanta's been really uh, depressing this year, though, with with their record. I thought they were going to be a lot better. They've lost so many key defensive players. So many. I know Keanu Neal's won. Their safety is really good. They lost a couple other defensive linemen for the season. They're injury-riddled. Their offense isn't, but their defense can't stop anyone. Yeah, them and uh, Philadelphia. Well, I think that pretty much covers NFL talk. Short week. Short week. We'll get to the rest of them for the next episode. Oh, yeah, next episode. The Sunday games, yeah. So we had to hit definitely on the Thursday And, games. of course, all the college games. Oh, yeah. Go heavy into those with the big rivalry game. We might even just go full half hour on Michigan and Ohio. Oh, we got to. Yeah, so on Friday, there's a lot of big games on Friday college-wise. It's a big college football Friday, so we're going to be recording during then. So a few of the good games are just going to be not reactions. They're going to have to be previews just because of how the schedule turns out this week. But it doesn't really matter because the big boys, the big game. Oh, it's a playoff game, standalone. Playoff game, yeah. Big Ten championship game, a Harbaugh solidifying his three mediocre years game. They've been slightly Big Ten guaranteeing mediocre. a W game. Good for him. Good for him. It's about time. Tom Brady even talked a little trash. See, like, this our year. We're going to go in there and whoop their ass. That's awesome. Uh, they say, like, kick their butt. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know. That's probably actually what he did say, is kick their butt. But <laughs> I translate that I translate that to whooping their ass. Well, yeah, y'all enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy a mediocre Lions team at 1230. Enjoy your football. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your food. Enjoy your beer. And we're going to hit you with some more content later this week. So, again, thanks for listening to Buckle Up and Show. Happy Thanksgiving. We out, boy. Whatever.